This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. I'm in Exodus chapter 23 today. Exodus chapter 23. And if you'll remember last Bible study, we were dealing with this angel that God was sending out in front of them, sending out before them. And we talked about the development of this character or this person in scripture who is the angel of the Lord, the commander of the Lord's host, the angel in the burning bush. And he's unlike any other angel. He is, he takes on the properties of God. And this angel is the pre-incarnate Christ. And I went through a pretty detailed Bible study about how, how Jesus has been intimately involved in creation since the very beginning, because we know that from John chapter one, that he was intimately involved. And in fact, John chapter one says everything that was made by him and nothing that was made was not made by him. I love that he comes at it from both directions so that you get it. He says, God, God spoke it into existence, but Jesus formed it. Jesus made it, created it. And he says, Jesus is a physical manifestation of God. And everything that was made by him. And so when you see this angel, or he is in Genesis, first part of Genesis, he's Jehovah of the Lord God. When you see him at work, he is, he, Jesus has been there from the beginning. He's been at work from the beginning. He has been intimately involved in creation from the beginning. So it is very natural for him to be the one to come and and to give his life for his creation. So we see even in the very first part of Genesis, we see a triune God, a God in three persons. And when we come to the idea of the Trinity, the word Trinity doesn't exist but in scripture, but the concept of a triune God is it's just completely throughout scripture. And I love this passage because it is revealing that Jesus is actively involved in what's going on. He is actively involved in, in delivering, delivering the Jews out of bondage out of Egypt. And he is going to be the one who delivers them into the promised land, which is a metaphorical picture, but it's also a it's also an actual picture of what Jesus's finished work does. It leads us into the promises and the goodness of God. It leads us into the kingdom and the power of God. And so I'm going to read you starting with verse 20 again, but we're going to hone in and we're going to we're going to get close in and we're going to see what he says about what God says about this angel or about having a relationship with Jesus and we're going to see that what is modeled here is what is modeled in the New Testament about how we relate to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, see, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you a place I've prepared. Pay attention to him 
and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. And if you remember, we talked about how his God's name and name stands for character and nature. When God named himself different names, what he was doing was using those words to define himself. And like I said last week, like I said in the last Bible study, you can't, this, it, God could not use one human word to ever come close to defining himself. So obviously he's going to have <clears throat> many names. Now, you go, that doesn't seem right. It does. A lot of times throughout life, you have different names, different things that describe you. In my lifetime, I've been a son. And so I was called son by my father and my grandfather. I have been a captain of a football or a, or a sports team. And so I was like the captain. I have been an officer in the military. So I've been called the names that are associated with officers in the military. I coached a volunteer in, in high school for many years. And so I, I, a lot of people know me as Coach Harrison. There are a lot of people out there that know me that way. I am, people call me Attorney Harrison, or there's all kinds of titles that go along with being an attorney. Obviously, I'm a pastor, and so I've been called Reverend, and although I don't like the word Reverend, just because it's Latin, cognate means awful and terrible, and it deals with the wrath of God, and I am not a minister of the wrath of God. I am the minister of the grace of God. I'm presenting the gospel of peace, so I don't really love Reverend, but but I love pastor, I think, is a very appropriate name for one who leads the church. That's the, That speaks to the shepherding function of a pastor. So I'm called pastor. I've been a husband. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I've been many things that one word would never, ever aptly describe. And all those things that I've been a part of and been in in life, I'm chairman of some board uh, directors. Although they don't call me chairman, I am the chairman of many of those. I'm just, those things are names that describe me. Some of them are minor, like that chairman idea or some of the other things that I've been called in my lifetime. And they're just, they're just definers. They're, they let people know who I am in life. That happens, but God is way bigger than one person, and one word would never, ever fully define him. And God says that he's placed his name in him, which means his very character and nature is in the angel. He's, he says, he didn't say he placed it in him. He says his name is in him, which means it always has been. It's an innate part of this, this person is God's nature, which means he's God. And she says, now notice, if you listen carefully and do what he says and do all that I say, well, boy, now we're, we're taking a, we're going from Exodus chapter 23 and we're taking a warp trip, a warp drive trip all the way to the New Testament. Hold on. We're supposed to listen to this angel and listen to you, God. Aren't we just supposed to listen to you, God? No, not if he's, not if he's God. And we have a relationship that way in the New Testament. And in this passage is modeling that. Jesus said, when he was asked, how shall we pray? He said, okay, this is not what you should pray, but this is how, meaning I'm going to give you an outline and understanding our Father who art in heaven. What he's saying is, don't come to me praying, pray to the Father. I'm going to be sitting at the right hand. I'm going to be advocating for you. But when you pray, go straight to the Father. 
Now, we understand that when we pray, the spirit of God that lives inside of us and our spirit moan and groan in words that we cannot understand on our behalf, speaking to God about things that we don't even really have a full grasp on. So many of your problems and issues in life, you don't have a full grasp on. You don't even know why they're there. That's why we have to go to professionals and try to figure certain things out. And if you'll notice, a lot of the professionals that you're going to call what they do a practice, meaning they're practicing in what they do. They're not, they've not reached a place where they're fully skilled in that area. I'm an attorney and I practice law. If you're a doctor, you practice medicine. And so all these things that we do, we practice. Why? Because we're not complete. We're not full in those areas and we'll never be. No way for me to ever be done practicing law. I can't do it. I I would never, ever fully understand and know the intricacies of the law and how that affects everything in society. It's not possible, but God does. God does. And even when we go to him, he has the answers for everything. He has the knowledge of everything. And so when we go to the father, we're supposed to seek out the father's will. Now, we also live by the character of the son, and that's what it means when his name is in him. We live by the character of the son of God. That's important, isn't it? It's important to focus our heart and our mind on that and say, listen, since my name is in him, you need to listen to everything he tells you. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Well, what does that mean? He says, I've told you things, and if you love me, you'll do them. Same New Testament principle we're finding way back here in Exodus in the Old Testament with the same characters involved. Why? Because God has not changed and God does not change. Now his revelation to us grows and becomes complete in Jesus Christ. He didn't change. And so he says, if you listen carefully to what he says and do all I say, notice, listen to what Jesus said and do all that I say and be led by And that's what Jesus introduces in full detail and be led by my spirit. If you do those things, then you're going to, you're going to know me. You're going to understand me. He says, if you'll do this, I'll be an enemy to your enemies and oppose those who oppose you. Now, I think this has a physical context, but it has a deep spiritual context. And I, I would focus on that if I were you, all the things that you don't understand and you don't see, and you don't have any idea that are going on around you. One, th- one, one thing is for sure. God does. He has an absolute understanding of what's going on around you and the struggles that are happening and the battles that are taking place in the spiritual realm and the battles that are taking place in the spiritual realm and how, how they affect your physical life. God knows all that stuff. God understands all that stuff. God's in the middle of all that stuff. And he's excited to be in the middle of all that stuff uh, with you. But how do I make it so that God can can be an enemy to my enemies, uh, can battle the spiritual forces that are that are bombarding my life and bombarding me? The things that that I, I cannot see and understand how I do that. I need to hear him and do what he says. I need to. And, and Jesus, when he was asked, what are the things that God requires uh, of us? He said to do, to believe on the one he sent. I need to do what God has instructed me, and I need to believe on the one he sent, which is Jesus. So I need to believe on this angel. If I'm in that context, I, in, in, in today's context, I need to believe on Christ. I need to trust in him, and I need to do what he's instructed. In the New Testament, what are those instructions? I need to love God with everything. I need to love my neighbor as myself, 
I need to love other believers with a, a love that God has loved me. Love, love them to, to their benefit, even if it's to my detriment. And that's the, that are, those are the law of the New Testament, the law of the spirit that we find in the New Testament. That, that's the rules. Those are the rules. And if you will focus your heart and your mind on those things, you'll bring about the very best in your own life. And so he says, if, if you'll listen to what I say and listen to what he says, meaning this angel, we know he's Jesus now. If we listen to him, God will battle against the enemy, the forces of darkness that are arrayed against us. And he not only will oppose those, he'll put, he says, my angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Now you go, that's human beings. It is in their context. It definitely is in our context. It, the Canaanites were a picture of the demonic forces that control and influence the things that are going on around him. And he says, I'll go and give you possession of the promised land. Now that's a metaphorical picture, but it's also a, it's also a clear scriptural understanding of what God has said he will do. The promised land is the place of God's peace. It's a place of God's rest, but it's also the place of God's best. And it is the place that we have to take. And how do we take that? We take the promised land by trusting God and by doing what he says, living out our lives by his instruction. You go, what do you mean by doing what he says? I thought you said trusting him is what is required. Yeah, but then that manifests itself in our physical life, How what we're doing in our lives. We hear the Holy Spirit lead us and we act upon it. And that means that God is not only giving us a revelation from his son and his word, he's not only giving us a revelation of the that how that relates to the world we live in, but he gives us a personal revelation that comes from those two revelations as to the things that he would have us do each and every day to be his ambassador, to be his people in the world. And so he says, if you'll do that, I'll give you this land. He says, but you, you can't you can't bow down to other gods. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. And boy, that's the easy thing to get into, isn't it? As believers, we go chase. We are like, we're like those brand new spanking puppies that you get. Squirrel runs by and they're chasing them immediately. They don't even know what they're going to do to catch them. But so distracted, so quickly, squirrel, and boom, they're gone. And that's who we are all the time. We're chasing after things rather than resting in him rather than finding our peace in his purposes, and rather than seeking out him in everything we do, rather than doing that, we're always chasing after the next shiny object, the next fun thing that's down the road. We're always doing that. And when we're doing that, what do we do? We don't become, we don't push forward, we don't begin to be, we don't conquer that which God has for us to conquer. We don't overcome that which God has for us to overcome. And we don't experience the best that he has for us. And so he says, you got to listen to me. Just like in the New Testament, he's telling them to do exactly what he's telling us to do in the New Testament. You got to listen to me. You got to tune yourself in to what I'm saying and what I'm doing. You got to begin to recognize my movements in the world. You got to begin to look and see what I'm involved in and involve yourself in those things. And when you do that, the kingdom of God is advanced. And not only that, I find peace and rest, power and purpose. Got to do it. We have no choice but to do it. Listen, no use in staying where we're at 
That ground sinking, that, that ground is good for the moment, but it's just steps toward the end. We need to move forward on the path each one of us has been made for by God. Each one of us has a way to go. Each one of us has individual things that God is actively involved in and glorifying himself in. We need to be on that path. And he tells the Israelites the exact same thing. That's what's so cool about this. He tells the Israelites the exact same thing. This message has not really changed a whole lot. It is very unique to you. It really is unique to you because nobody's ever done God the way you do God. And you go, does that mean God's changed? No, but you do add a whole different variable. God doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change. The Holy Spirit doesn't change. The world we live in doesn't change. Those are four constants. They're not variables, they're constants. But you are a variable. And uh, you are something different that's never been. And God wants to glorify himself in you, that new creation that he's made. And he wants to show how he can take use something that's just so messed up and make wonderful things out of it. And he does that for you. And so I pray that you would realize that and remember that as you start this week. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.